0: Morning, coach. Uh, We have one hand raised currently, we're going to start with Mike Reese. Good morning, Bill. Um, I wanted to ask you about Kyle Yuschek. He's had a nice career for himself, obviously coming from Harvard, right in our backyard here. I'm curious to sort of what you remember about scouting him, you know, being that he was a local at a local school here and just sort of what you think of how you projected his possible fit, I guess in the NFL.
1: So Kyle's had a had a very good career, and um, he's a versatile player. Uh, when he was with the Ravens, uh, they used him in in a lot of different ways, and then San Francisco signed him to a you know big contract for a fullback, um, certainly the highest-paid player at his position uh, by quite a bit, if I remember correctly, and and he continues to be used in a variety of ways. Uh, he plays quite a bit as a traditional fullback. Um, you know, and carries the ball some, but he's also out of the backfield uh, kind of as a tight end would be in 12 personnel. So when he's in the game, you really don't know uh, for sure whether they're in 21, 12, or sometimes even an 11 personnel look. Um, you know, The players are still the players, but they are able to move him around to create um, the appearance of being in a different personnel group and, and uh running plays that go with 11 and 12 personnel as well as, as, well as their 21 plays. Um, but he's an excellent receiver. He's made some big plays in the passing game. Um, he's a pretty good runner, the ball in his hands. And, you know, he's got good size and, and you know, is a competitive blocker. So he provides a lot of value and certainly a lot of versatility for him. Uh, the 49ers use the fullback more than any team in the league. And uh, they, they probably have the best fullback in the league. So that's those two lineups and uh he's been very productive for
0: him probably taking you back to a time that i don't even know if you you know can remember but is that something you could have projected coming out of harvard or was that sort of a tougher projection just based on what he was doing in college
1: uh yeah i mean i think he was you know a player like a lot of fullbacks um you know a player that you you know you'd want to work with but you know his career is certainly developed and um, you know, gone to a point where, you know, he's the top player at the, his position in the league. And so, yeah, it's impressive. I'm sure it's due to, you know, his his hard work and, and uh, effort. And I would say also probably opportunity. Um, and that that's his performance has been rewarded with uh, more opportunities and uh, the ability to do different things. And he's done them well. And so, uh, you know, it's he, he's a tough guy to, to match up with or not a lot of people in a league that can you know, play in and out of the backfield um, and and do the things that he does, you know, as as well as he does them. So that and, – and Coach Shanahan really likes that. He likes having uh, the option of having a fullback in the backfield or not having one, and, and that's, that's a good way to, you know, to pressure the defense, and so it's a good fit.
0: One other one. Um, Robbie Gold, like it's – he's still kicking, obviously, for them, and it's 2020 – you got, you actually had him here in 05 when he was just getting started. And it might sound like a ridiculous question, but is there any level of, like, sort of pride when you sort of see that he's still doing what he's doing, given that, like, the door sort of opened for him, um, you know, here, I guess?
1: Yeah, I mean, Robbie, uh, you know, was a good good kicker. We knew he had a good kicker um, with Robbie. It, it certainly, had we not had Terry. Um, you know, it, I mean, he could easily have been our kicker, um, you know, if it had been a year later. Um, but at that point, he was gone, and we drafted Steve. But um, you know, Robbie, you know, has all the has all the skill. Uh, he's got, you know, a good leg. He's very uh, mature and dependable, and, you know, is a solid person and doesn't get rattled. He plays with kicks with a lot of poise, and you know has a lot of presence on the field so and you could see that just in his competition with adam um so you know he was able to to really excel in you know his opportunities here um it was just we at that point in time didn't feel like we could keep him over over benetary and, and um he's gone on to have a great career and um you know wish wish robbie well except for on sunday but uh he's he, he's certainly, you know, done everything and more than than what we saw in training camp. But we we saw a lot in training camp to feel like he was going to be a, you know, an excellent player. And had he been available when when Adam left, um, you know, I mean, who knows how it might have gone. But obviously, Steve came in, and you know, Steve had a tremendous career here as well. So, um, been I've been very fortunate to have, you know, some good kickers. You know, he was Stover at Cleveland and. An and then Vinatieri and and Steve here's been pretty pretty fortunate. Uh,
0: next question: uh, Doug Hyde, followed by Dan Roach.
1: Good morning, Bill. Uh, Anthony Jennings has been playing on the edge and off the ball. I know he did uh, played off the ball a little bit in college, a lot of the Senior Bowl. But what does it take for a player, especially a rookie, to be able to play both of those roles for you guys? Yeah, it, it takes um you know, it takes a lot of work. It's uh, really hard to play one and and to play both. It takes um you know, it takes a, a good level of instinctiveness and and both mental and physical versatility because the skill sets are are quite different um uh, between playing off the ball and and you know, only a few inches away from a you know, a good blocking tight end or a good receiving tight end. So um you know those those are challenges. As you mentioned, uh, Jennings did both those things at Alabama. He um, also was a you know very very good communicator and signal caller, um, and had roles on third down as well. So he had quite quite a bit on his plate uh, in college, and uh, I think that the volume of what he has now is is certainly manageable. Um, probably maybe a little bit more, but he's you know, he's a good football player with as I said, some versatility and ability to do some different things. Um, And we'll continue to try to see where he fits in in our defensive scheme and game plan on a weekly basis. Yeah, uh, I've noticed he's played a little bit more over the last couple of weeks. What's allowed him to take on that bigger opportunity? Well, I just think, in general, our you know, some of our younger players uh, started off the season. Um, in a couple of cases, they played because of, you know more about a necessity. But uh, as they gained experience and um, and we gained confidence in them, and and they've been able to you know string repeated good efforts together on the practice field or in some game opportunities. Then you know that's led to more opportunity. So um, yeah, it's. Jennings' situation is similar to, you know, a lot of other players in his position that, you know, as they get the opportunity and they show that they can be productive and help the team, then that's that's going to lead to more. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Next question, Dan Roach, followed by Andrew Callahan. Morning, Bill.
1: Hey, Dan.
0: Uh, Just a
1: a general thought of, you got, yes, you're only halfway there, but your players have talked about how, how exciting it was to have a normal Wednesday to get back into that routine How has this week gone in your mind? What's it been like for you and the players to be able to kind of get back on track and and get focused on football? Yeah, it was great to be able to get back on the field and, and, um, you know, have a a pretty normal week. We had uh, the virtual meetings on Wednesday, uh, but yesterday and today uh, kind of been our normal Thursday and Friday schedule. We anticipate doing that going through the weekend. So I think we... uh, we all appreciate that maybe took it for granted uh a little bit from you know the way it was in the past cuz it was always that way but now having experienced the other side of it uh you know players uh, dressing in the bubble and driving home and having a shower and things like that there's just a lot of little conveniences that uh as a team players and coaches that we've had that uh we we didn't have here for a few days and uh, now that we have them back, I think there's there's definitely appreciation. I know there is. I have it, and, and I, I know a lot of our players feel it as well. To just be able to to do things uh, on kind of a normal basis, so and that's been you know positive for the team, and I think their you know attitude and energy has has reflected that.
0: Next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by
1: Megan O'Brien. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Andrew. Um, so I want to ask about Bo Allen. I know obviously he had a long layup there before coming back to practice this week. First of all, how has he looked? And is, is there any sense to the idea of kind of being in football shape versus, you know, the conditioning that he might have to do before hitting the field? Is that something you might have to to monitor, measure, looking at the players come off such a long layup? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll start with that. I mean, football conditioning is, is a lot different than, you know, running around a track or. You know jumping over bags and and things like that it's just you know those those guys especially in the interior line i mean it's it's like being in a you know being in the ring you know you're in close quarters you're you know you're leaning and and pushing and you know blocking and defeating blocks against each other in in close quarters and there's an element of uh stamina and leverage and technique and position that you know you just can't simulate hitting a bag or you know, running back and forth across the field. So, uh, not only is there a lot of you know, technique involved, but there's there's a great deal of endurance and stamina that you know you just you just don't get unless you're you know, playing across from another guy your size and doing the same thing down after down after down. And that's how you that's how you build it. So, um, any player who hasn't played recently needs that doesn't matter whether honestly you'd be coming off an injury or not coming off an injury once the injury's healed they're still back to the same thing as you know regaining um football acclimation and you know we did that everybody did it in the league through the acclimation period this this year between the uh you know ramping up of activities to longer practices the padded practices and so forth Um, but yeah that's all part of it bringing a player back onto the to the team in a productive way is um you know is, is something that we deal with every year and i'd say each situation is different so one player's situation one player's injury his position his role so forth is different than the next guy's and is different than the next guy after that and so each of those is done on a very specific and individual basis uh, that takes into account what the player needs and what opportunities we can you know give them to regain that um, conditioning and, and fundamental work and, and how to how to best you know get it done. And last question will be Megan O'Brien Go
0: ahead Megan. Hey, Bill, the 49ers have had some significant losses in their front seven. It's not just Nick Bosa, but several others. But yet they've still been able to effectively stop the run. What do you notice about the way that the other players have stepped up and the way they've handled things despite those significant losses?
1: Right. Well, Megan, first of all, the 49ers have good depth. And they play that depth. I mean, they just they didn't leave, they don't leave the same four guys out there the whole game. Uh, anyway so some of the players that are uh, that are getting playing time now we're receiving playing time before uh, the percentages may change a little bit but you know that they, they're they have guys that have have played and you know played well but uh, like every like every team like we've seen um, you know when you lose players then somebody else gets an opportunity and there's a, a little bit of an adjustment or break-in period with with that player but um, you know, I think the main thing with um, with the Niners is that they they are very sound. Um, they know what they're doing with their scheme up front. Um, they play hard. They're aggressive, and um, you know, I would say they don't try to overcomplicate things. They they try to put the players in a position where they can be aggressive and react. And uh, I'd say for the most part, that's what they've done. So. Um, you know, it's, it's a group that hustles, that plays hard, that's uh, pretty athletic. And, um, you know, we just have to do a good job of not, not allowing them to, you know, play the game on our side of the line of scrimmage and, and disrupt, you know, all of our running and passing plays for that matter. So that's that'll be a challenge this week.
0: Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone.
1: Great. Thank you.